It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in him? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. Foster. Nine seconds for the win. Oh! 6-1 Packers, 7-0 Cardinals, Battle in the Desert. I'm pumped up. And based on what you're saying about you think it's going to get explosive, that, that tells me you have some things that I, I'm not going to want to hear. So I'm excited to hear them. I'm excited to watch this game tonight. We have a lot to talk about besides this game. Other things going on in the NFL. NBA season is getting started. Um, some of our takes there so far, but... Obviously, the big thing tonight is this big Packer game. I'm wearing my 33 Aaron Jones jersey. I'm representing. You got to come out with me. I'm going out tonight. You got to come watch it. Where are you going? I'm going to uh, Tavern on the Square. Nice, nice. I'm you... going to Cityside. I got, I got plans. Oh, you yep. already. Oh. Yep. And you didn't invite me. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> All right. Not bad. Let's go. You know, I don't know if I want to hear your commentary during the game though, based yeah, off what I, what I think you you're about to probably say. Probably wouldn't, Isaiah. <laughs> All right. Let's jump on in. Shall we get started with the NBA and then get into the 
into the game as we get closer to it. Yeah, as long as we have time. Let's do it. All right. Let's start off with a little bit of NBA action. We are now about a week or so into the season. Um, and one of the teams we talk about a lot. The Nets. The Brooklyn Nets. Struggling a little bit. Two and three to start the season. First question, we're going to talk about James Harden. Kenny, when will James Harden get started? Yeah, so for those that don't know or haven't watched the Nets so far this season, James Harden has been struggling and it's not been his normal James Harden stuff. Uh, I uh, don't know how you hold him in the league in comparison to other players, but I hold him to very high esteem. I have him as a top five player in the NBA, and I think most people would probably agree with me on that. His career averages in points are 25, and so far this season he's averaging 17 a game. So that's eight down from his normal 25 points per game. It is very early. He is coming off of a hamstring injury. And another factor to consider that a lot of people are talking about is that this year they're enforcing the rule of um, players trying to draw defensive fouls more stringently and they're not allowing players like James Harden and Trey Young who were known for trying to get their opponents up in the air and then lean into them to draw fouls and get to the to get to the free throw line to do that anymore. So people are saying that might be a um a reason why he's struggling, but I'm not too worried about it. I don't think the fans of the NBA should be too worried about it. I don't think any James Harden fans should be too worried about it. And I especially don't think any Brooklyn Nets fans should be too worried about it. They have two of the top five players in the entire NBA on their squad. And as long as those two guys stay healthy, I think they're going to be great. James Harden's going to figure it out. He's only played five games so far. And he's going to get back into doing his stuff. And I'm pretty confident in that. What do you think, Isaiah? So, well, just to be clear then, what's your answer? When will he get started? A couple weeks? Soon. Soon. That's Almost that's immediately. Okay. Okay. When's his next game? It's the NBA. Probably tomorrow, the next day, someday soon. Um, but yeah, I'll jump right in. Yeah, um, tomorrow. Tomorrow against then, the Pacers, I expect James okay. Harden to do some James Harden stuff. Okay. Well, just to respond to how you started with where I hold him in regards to the rest of the NBA. I've always thought of him as one of the best players in the NBA, not one of the best. I mean, he won the MVP in 2017, I think it was. Um, he's top 10 to me. He's not top five, but he's top 10. So he's, you know, I mean, clearly one of the very best players in the NBA. But yeah, I think it's a lot of the things that you mentioned. Um, I watched a decent amount of highlights in preparing for the show and, I, I, we talked about this a lot last Saturday. It's him getting trying to get open with the, you know that step back move, and with that hamstring injury, you can tell he's just not able to make that move as well. Get open. Uh, I mean, that's just what he's known for. He's, he's known for getting creating open shots with that with the step back move, um, just beating defenders one on one. And he's it seems like a lot of these one on one matchups he's going up against, the defenders are able to lock him down pretty easily. So I, I, it looks like he's still a little slow. So I think. As he gets back to full health, that's definitely going to help. But yeah, I think another big thing is that injury, th or that not injury, um, the foul changes. I it's another thing we talked about a lot last Saturday that I was going in depth about with the uh, Trey Youngs and, and Harden's right there too. I, I watched a whole compilation of Harden just in the first five games of the season so far. I mean, there's just so many 
drives to the hoop where he just flings his arms up. The ball goes wild, and and then he gets called. He gets goes to the free throw line most of the most of the time in the past however many years of his career. Now all of a sudden he's not getting that anymore. I I saw some stat. He's gone to the line like a third of the amount of times that he's gone the past couple of years. Again, it's only five games. It's a small sample size, but I think those are two huge factors. And once he Okay, once he's back to full health, and then once he's able to figure out that he's going to have to actually drive hard to the hoop, no more of this going for the foul thing. I, like, I, think he's, I hope he's starting to discover as he does these drives to the hoop, flails his arms up, doesn't get called. Hopefully that makes him just get tougher and go to the hoop hard. Once he figures that out and he's fully healthy, then he's going to be back to his full strength. That, that's when he's going to be able to be back to the potential MVP caliber player he is. I don't know when that's going to happen, though. Hopefully, he's discovering that he cannot do that, that flailing move anymore. If he, once, he, once he figures that out, once his hamstring is fully healthy, that's when he'll be good. I don't know when that'll be, though. I know we both mentioned the hamstring. And the only reason why I mention it is because that's what people are talking about. And that's what he's complaining about still. Yeah. How long does it take to recover from a grade 2 hamstring strain? I'm sorry, but that's like... Are you kidding me? You have the entire off season. You can't get your hamstring 100. percent Yeah, I don't understand. I just don't understand how could how could you still be complaining about a grade two hamstring strain after an entire off season where you could have been resting it and like getting it right, and now that it's time for the season, it's still bothering you. That's I don't know. I think that's kind of dumb. Yeah, hamstring, I mean, hamstring's a really tough injury. Do you know if it's if it's the left or the right? Because I was going to say, if it's the I honestly don't know the top of my head if it's the left or the right. If it is the left, it makes a little bit more sense because that's the leg that he would be planting on to make the step back move happen. I mean, he does that same move like 20 times a game, and you're putting all of your weight on that front leg when you step back. So I could, I could see that still having an impact, especially throughout the offseason. If he's trying to practice that move and it still hurts every time he puts pressure on the hamstring, then, I, I mean, it makes sense. I saw a quote that he wasn't able to scrimmage that much throughout the offseason. Clearly, it's grade two, but clearly it's painful. It's affecting his ability to get open and just play his game. So, yes, it sounds minor, but hamstring is a really tough injury, and... Who knows? There's nothing that you could do to repair. So, like, why don't you just sit on the couch for two yeah. weeks and shouldn't it get better? You think? I mean, that, uh, I it sounds know. like that's what he did in the offseason. It kind of looks like that's what he did in the offseason, but he's still not fully healthy, so I don't I know. Mean, and the other thing, too, is I really wonder if, um, you know, him getting out of shape when he was not happy with the Rocket situation yeah. and then, you know, trying to ramp it up when he got to Brooklyn and getting back to, like playing hard again if that was something that um might have uh led to the injury i don't know yeah i mean yeah definitely being out of, as out of shape as he looked and then all of a sudden you're trying to make these you know basketball moves where like all of your power is coming from your legs so from as out of shape as he looked and then having to go back into that mode definitely could have had a big impact on on the hamstring it could be why it's still not back to full strength. I don't know. And I don't know when he's going to be back to normal. I really, I don't have a good answer for it because it just totally depends on when he's going to be able to be at full health and figure out how to drive hard to the hoop without just flailing your arms. 
Let's move on from this. Let's move on. We got some bigger fish to fry out That's here. That's true. We still want to do NBA or we want to, we want to move on? I guess we have time, right? We, can do a we got plenty of time. I know. I just, I just, I, I feel, I feel like a little, you know, my spider senses are tingling. Yeah, about, no. I'm, about I'm excited uh, about how much you want to talk about the Packers. <laughs> that makes me so happy, Kenny. I've never seen you so excited about the Packers. So, yeah, yeah we can go into whatever you want. excited but... you are in a couple of minutes. Yeah, all right. Um, all right. Why don't we go a little bit rapid fire? Yeah, that's fine. So, the Nets are struggling because James Harden's not playing like James Harden. Fair. No Kyrie, too. Yeah, that's okay, that's a big, but that's they should still be good without Kyrie. Yeah. All right. Um, Zion Williamson. I didn't even know he was hurt until like, I, was, I was trying to watch the, the Pelicans game last night. And then I look, and I look, where, where is Zion? <laughs> and I found out that he had foot surgery. Yeah, he didn't start the season, right? Right. He, yeah. He, he, had, he had foot surgery, I guess, during the offseason. Uh, I guess he, he hurt his foot. And it uh, sounds like, like some Shaq problems, huh? <laughs> yeah. And uh, He's going to get he some it, scans this week. He hurt his big toe. Um, and then, like, I see him on the sideline. He, he looks a little big. Yeah. People are saying he's pushing 300 pounds, yeah. which looks like a looks like a tackle. I don't look. I don't understand for the life of me how you can be a professional athlete and not keep yourself in shape. Yeah. Like, like look at me and you, Isaiah. We're <laughs> like we have nothing. We have no stake in the game. We're both like in shape. Zion's kind of fat. I love him. I have a Zion jersey. I'm a big Zion fan, and I think when healthy and when in good playing shape, that guy is going to be a force in this league, and I can't wait to see it. But I don't understand how you could be a little bit chubby when, like, I don't uh, know. I don't know. You hurt your foot. You start sitting around. But it's before that. That is not <laughs> I know, why. I know. But it and then doesn't, if it doesn't you hurt help. your foot and you're sitting around, then like change your diet up or so. Don't eat as as much stuff. I don't know. It, it's crazy. No, me. I but I know. You would, think, here, you would think with the yeah. trainer, with NBA trainers, you would think it would have him on a good diet. So whoever his trainer is, has got to be fired. His trainer <laughs> and his dietitian has to be fired because it's it's not right. I don't understand it. Um, so the question we have here is, Zion, when playing, has been a very exciting player to watch, but he has often not been playing. So, Isaiah, considering all these things in mind, can Zion still become the face of the National Basketball Association. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would definitely say yes because I mean it's only his second season in, in the NBA. This is a third. Third, huh? third. He's played two full seasons. This is his third season. There's still a lot of time. I mean, I'm not gonna just write him off. You know, he's hurt now. He looks a little overweight. Yes, things don't look. He's not in his best right now. It's very obvious. But there's still a ton of time. I mean. Look how long LeBron's been playing. I mean, uh, people have people had Zion going into this draft as same class as like LeBron, and I mean that might have been a little bit. He might have been a little bit overhyped, but there's still a ton of time for him to get to that point. Right now, I would say no. He like if I had to bet, I would say he won't be the face of the NBA. Give it five or ten years, just because we have so many other really good young players. Like I think probably someone like Luka Doncic will be that face of the NBA. Zion will still be up there, though, I think. He'll still be... He, no matter what, he's going to be one of the better players in the NBA. There's no doubt about that. Right now, it's just it's hard to say that he's going to be the face. 
There's still a lot of time, though. I, the, he definitely still could be. So I'm not rounding him off yet. I don't, well, think, he's, I don't think he's going to be. I think he's always yeah. going to be in Luka Doncic's uh, shadow. So I think he could definitely be... He's not top 10 now. I think he could definitely get the top 10 at some point in his career. I, I, the way I looked at this is I looked at uh, I kind of looked at the younger players and the older players. So I looked at the average age of, of a player in the NBA, which is 26. And then I found um, players that I think are younger than 26 that are better than him right now. And I found Luka and Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, so, wow. Seems like Cat has been in the NBA forever already. He's yeah, he's, he's still he's still younger than twenty six. Um, and honestly, you know, at this point, who else? I I think John Morant right now seems like he's he's not he's, on, he's, he's on not a better, better career path. Zion. He's not better than Zion. It's just yeah, I mean, he's, he's been healthier, but he's yeah, not better than Zion when Zion's on the floor. Uh, Leading in points per game in the NBA right now through five games. Five games. So um, yeah, I think those guys are always gonna have Zion's number, and I just don't think. Zion's ever going to be able to eclipse those two guys and be the star of the league at any given time because I'm assuming that when he's in the league, he's always going to be in the league with those guys, and I don't think those guys are ever going to be worse than him, is my argument, especially Luka. Yeah. I think Luka's like, I don't know, what if I have him at like the sixth best player in the league? Something like that. He's definitely already. top 10 already. Like, yeah. And the dude's, I think he's 22, and Zion's yeah. 21. So. Like, there's no way that if Zion played this whole year, he'd make that jump to to sixth player in the league. I don't believe it for a second. Um, yeah, it it is going to be hard for him to pass. Luka's he'll be able to pass a lot of people, but yeah, Luca is he's the real deal. Yeah, he. I mean, we're t- talking some of the greatest players of all time comparisons. He he seems like if anyone, he'd be on that track right now. I mean, he's that. Yeah, good. I think Luca could be the face of the league for sure. Right. Exactly. All right. All right. Still NBA. How how do you feel? Let's go, you know, rapid fire these. No, okay. not even explanation. Okay. It's like very brief explanation. Okay. Go ahead, ask me. Okay. Kenny, right now, which core do you think has a better chance of winning a championship in the NBA in the next five years? The New York Knicks or the Chicago Bulls? Sorry, New York fans. It is the Chicago Bulls. I think the... The core of Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Vucevic is going to be way stronger than the core of the Knicks. Last week I said that the Knicks aren't even going to make the playoffs this year, and I still stand by that, and I do believe the Bulls will make it, and I'm going Bulls. What do you think I say? Too bad we don't have more time to uh, spend on this one, because I'm going with the Knicks. I uh, you know, the Bulls have some really it's fun purely players. Speculative. It's not yeah. you know. Bulls have fun not players. Not a lot to argue about. S- still don't really believe in Lonzo yet. Um, still I think he has a lot to prove and really like the play of a lot of these Knicks players. Uh, Julius Randle obviously has been going off uh, past two years. Kemba Walker was a great pickup. Even guys like Emmanuel quickly puts up good numbers every night. So I, I really like this Knicks team. I would take them over the Bulls. Is Stephen Curry going to win the MVP this year? For our listeners from Sports Saturday, they know my answer. I said Curry will be the MVP. He's been playing very well so far through five games. No reason for me to change that answer right now. He he very easily can not easily, but he's very much a contender for the MVP. I don't think so. Uh, I know I said LeBron. He's not healthy right now. If he could get back healthy quick, I still would give it to him. But so far, it's looking like uh, Giannis. But that's through five, through five games. games. Okay. Let's go to the NFL. Yeah, let's, let's Finally. 
We've been waiting for this. Let's start off. Should we start off with our picks for the week before we get into the nitty-gritty? No. Okay. No, we have to... Let's go right... Let's start talking about this game tonight. Okay. And then... This is a big game tonight. Yeah, we have to talk about the game. Come on. All right. Let's get into it. All right. Cardinals. Packers. Tonight. One hour from now. We're one hour from kickoff. It's 7.20 p.m. Game starts at 8.20. The Cardinals are the only undefeated team in the NFL. Kenny, are the Cardinals the best team in the National Football League? Absolutely they are, Isaiah. You look at their track record, what they've done this year, what they've accomplished, the teams they have beaten. They score the fourth most points in the league, and they give up the least amount of points in the league. They're looking good. Exciting team. They are the best team in the league. Cardinals, yes. I, I, I have to say they're... Okay, I guess I have to say that they're number one in my power rankings because they're the only undefeated so they're, team. They're their best team. So, so yes, they are the best team so far. They've, I mean, they're seven and zero, and that's not just with that's not with some run of the mill schedule. I mean, they've won, they beat some very good teams. So, as long as they're undefeated, I believe they're the best team in the NFL. The Bucks are right there. They're a very complete team, and I would almost argue they're more talented overall when you look at both sides of the ball than the Cardinals. But the Cardinals are the undefeated team. Very well could change tonight. If that happens, then they're no longer the best team in the NFL. But so far, they've done enough to prove that they're the best team in the NFL. I mean, I, I especially think of that win against the Rams a couple weeks ago on the road in L.A. They, I mean, Rams were undefe- both teams were undefeated. Rams are flying high. They felt good. New quarterback, new stadium. And the cards came in and shut them down. Like, that was super impressive. They're... Yeah, they're, they're the best team in the NFL right now. Losing J.J. Watt, that hurts. He's, he's probably out for the season, which, I mean, if you're the Cardinals, you, you almost have to see that coming. I mean, last year he played the full season, but it seems like, seems like he takes a season-ending yeah, injury Yeah, poor guy. Every he's year. always hurt. It's so, it's so he's sad. Gotta, he's got to hang it up, I think, after this contract. Maybe. I, he's, I mean, did you see the injuries he had? He had, like, four torn muscles, like, throughout his body. He's, this one? Yes. He's, and he, uh, yeah, it's not looking good. I he's not, like he's he, gonna miss the rest of the season. He's hurting the shoulder, right? That's the main one. Yes. Yeah. But I, I, he, there's a couple other tears too. It might have been like two other tears, and it's a tough sport. It is, and he he puts his all out there. He's so, he's so fun to watch because he puts his all out there, and and then he just tears everything, and and then he doesn't play the rest of the season. All right, so so jumping off of that, yeah. What is the bigger loss for tonight's game, Devonte Adams with COVID or JJ Watt with the shoulder injury? Again, Devontae, or um, J.J. Watt, very big loss, but Devontae Adams. We're talking about the best wide receiver in the league. He's Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. It's his favorite target. Going on the road against the best team in the NFL right now, the Cardinals. I mean, that's Rodgers' go-to guy, especially on third and long. It's, it's a bigger loss. The Cardinals, again, they have a very good defense, and losing J.J. Watt is... It's tough. It's very tough for them. I mean, they're top ten. I think pass defense and rush defense. So clear. And he's. I think he has what sixteen tackles through seven games. I think it's just one sack. So he's he's been he's been pretty good. Um, Zach Allen, BC grad. He's actually getting he's getting the start tonight. Um, nice. We've we've seen what he can do. So not not a terrible replacement. But Devonte Adams. Is, I mean, just a lot bigger shoes to fill because he's proven himself to be. One of the best players in the NFL. I think uh, he was 
I mean, top 10 in the uh, NFL power rankings for players going into the season. He's one of the best players in the NFL. Losing him, especially when you don't have your next two of your top three receivers, it just, it's a bigger loss. He's so overrated, but he's still okay. the... Uh... Best route runner in the NFL possibly ever. What? Possibly ever. You... Oh my god, possibly ever? I mean, it's like every single play. He can... The way he makes guys miss and, and just lose him. Then why doesn't he incredible. get like a hundred yards per game over his entire career? Because it, he, I mean, he hasn't been the best route runner ever for his entire career, but the past like three seasons he has been. So the past three seasons, let me just get this on record. The past three seasons, Devontae Adams has mm-hmm. been the best route runner ever. Maybe, may I said maybe ever, but in the NFL currently, hundred percent, hundred percent. Where do you get the stones to say things like that? When I watch, when I watch every play he's in, it's incredible. I've never seen someone that can make guys miss more than he has. The way, the way he can get open. I mean, like, he's Rogers' go-to guy on third down, uh, on third down and long, because he's open every single time. The the defenses know the ball is going to him. Yeah, he's open twenty yards down the field in the middle of the field every single time. So that, it doesn't ever fail. So then, who is the second best route runner ever? Probably Julio. Probably oh, oh no! Julio. Uh, currently, I don't know. I mean, no, no. Randy Moss or Randy Moss or Jerry Rice. I mean, and you watched them a lot. You you watched Randy Moss growing up. You watched Jerry Rice a lot. I haven't seen a lot of his highlights, but he's been considered the best player in NFL history for a long time. So, but Devontae Adams is still the best route runner. <laughs> might be. I said might be. He's oh in the NFL right now. He is. So, yeah. Like, I've never even I, I know like who I think the best wide receiver is, but I've never even thought to think of who is the best route runner. But not only do you like say like have an idea of that, but you also say it's Devontae Adams, and then you say ever. Not even like right now, you say ever. No, I said right now, and I said no, maybe. No, ever. you said you said ever. Everyone yeah, I said maybe ever. You. It might be ever. It might be All the right, best right. route runner ever. I'm not even gonna give this any more time. That is insane. That's crazy. Uh you just said you never thought about who's the best route runner ever. Well, there's so no way it's Devontae Adams. The might NFL's be. The NFL's been around for like 100 years. It might be. <laughs> and he is right now. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> before well, who's your answer? You never even answered this question. I said, yeah, I did. I said Devontae. I said he's way overrated, but Devontae Adams is still more important to his team right now. Okay. Um, okay, let's do this. How can Rodgers pull off the win tonight, and then we're going to get explosive? Uh, <laughs> even more explosive than what that was, uh, which is crazy. I think, right. So, wait, first of all, let's just, like, let's make a little bit of a, of a preview to our picks. Okay. We'll, we'll do the picks later, but yeah. do you have the Packers winning this game tonight objectively? Yes, I objectively do. Because so of how well they played ever since week one. They played incredibly well. Even without their top three guys, they're that deep. I think they will. So, so let me just get this straight. Yep. You just said that the Cardinals are the best team in yep. the NFL. And you just said that... They don't have Aaron Rodgers. No, they don't. But you just said the Cardinals are the best team in the NFL. I just want to... I just want to... I, I, it's not going to change tonight. Mm-hmm. But let me just make sure we got this all down. You just said the Cardinals are the best team in the NFL. Then you said that 
Devonta Adams is the best route runner right now, if not ever. Yeah. And you are missing him tonight because he has COVID. Mm -hmm. And you are playing in Arizona at the Arizona Cardinals Stadium. But despite all three of those factors, two of which you just claimed on your own, and nobody even else had to force you to say that, taking that all in, objectively the Packers are still going to win. Yeah. Any yeah. explanation? Yeah. Well, okay, first of all, before I even get into the, the facts of this game, let me let me paint a picture for you. Paint it's, it. It's, it's the uh, NFC Divisional round five okay. years ago. Rodgers rolls to his left. Time expires in Arizona. Launches a 50-yard Hail Mary bomb. And it's caught for a touchdown to go to overtime. Can you even name the player that caught that ball? Do you have any idea? No. Jeff Janis. You ever you know who Jeff Janis is? I do now that you said his name. I remember him. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys you it's like, okay, yeah, here's a round. That's exactly why the Packers are going to win tonight. Rodgers makes it happen. No matter who that guy is that he's throwing it to. Jeff Janis. Nobody remembers who Jeff Janis is. I mean, yes, vaguely, but... That's who that 50-yard bomb to bomb was to five years ago. Same place. It's going to happen tonight. Another big reason. Now, for the actual facts of this game, the Packers have 33 on their team. So what's going to need to happen? They're going to need to feed Aaron Jones as much as possible. He's put up four touchdown games in his career, past couple seasons. I think he needs to get at least, at least two touchdowns. He needs to be really involved in the passing game. And then, as for outside of Jones, they still have Robert Tunyon, very good tight end, had a nice touchdown last week. He's going to need to get involved. Randall Cobb hit one of his all-time favorite targets that they brought back this season. He'll probably get the primary. Um, the he'll probably be the primary guy out of the receiving core, seeing that it's him plus Equinemia St. Brown and Amari Rogers. Yeah, no, it's 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 our it's our wide receiver four through six, a hundred percent. But they still have Tunyon. They still have Randall Cobb. Equinemia St. Brown has shown a lot of improvement in his uh, catching ability this season. And he's a very tall, athletic wide receiver. He's the second best route runner in the league by my estimations. <laughs> no. He, no. <laughs> Overall, though, it's, it, it really is the same game plan they've been running for the, for the past six weeks. It's just that now Cobb has to be that guy that steps up and makes the, uh, especially on third down and long, because Rodgers likes to throw that, that seam down the middle to Devontae Adams. But now it's Randall Cobb that has to make that happen. And he, and Randall Cobb's a guy that Aaron Rodgers trusts. He's trusted him for a long time. So he, Randall Cobb's going to need to step up, get open for those third down plays. And if he can do that, that's going to be huge to win the offensive battle. I, I can get into the defensive side too if you want. That's you ready okay. for that? No? That's okay. okay. So what I'm hearing is, it's just blind trust in Aaron Rodgers to somehow pull this game out of his ass. He's the magic man. Okay. As long as you admit that's your explanation. Um, so, I do not think that the Packers are going to win this game. But the I question will... is how? How can Rodgers pull off a win tonight? I'm getting to that, okay. Isaiah. Okay. But if they were to yeah. win, I think they have to run it down Arizona's throat. I think you have to take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hand. So how can Aaron Rodgers win the game? By delegating. Which sounds like that's not the first thing that comes to mind, but I will explain why. Arizona has the number one defense in the National Football League this year 
in terms of points allowed per game. Arizona gives up is ranked third in giving up passing yards per game. So they're really good at defending the pass. This is why I think it's going to be very difficult for Aaron Rodgers, although he's a great quarterback, to be able to go up against this awesome secondary with the Arizona Cardinals without his top guys. But Arizona is ranked 18th in giving up rushing yards, which seems strange. Wouldn't you think that if you were ranked 18th in giving up rushing yards and 30 giving up passing yards, that perhaps you wouldn't be ranked number one in points allowed per game? Because that's what I think. So what am I thinking? That nobody has really game planned correctly against this team so far this year. They've been trying to pass, 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 and not able to score that way. Somebody has to go and run it down their throat. And you guys have the guys to do it. You have Aaron Jones, and then you bring A.J. Dillon right in there for the third down or when Aaron gets tired, and you ride A.J. Dillon and make him be your workhorse. Especially now that J.J. Watt is off the defensive line. So that is my key to success for the Packers. I do not think they're going to win. But if they were to do so, in my opinion, the best way to do it would be to run, 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 and do almost like almost like what uh, what San Francisco would do to you in, in the like two or three years ago, right? When like you just could not stop them and they were just running at your throat the entire game and they were just controlling the entire time of possession. That takes the ball out of Kyler Murray's hands. Same things that the Titan that the Titans have been doing for the last couple of years. Controlling time of possession. Same thing that the Ravens do a lot. Control time of possession. Take the ball out of the other quarterback's hands. Kyler Murray's not as good as Aaron Rodgers, but they do have an explosive offense. I do still think they have a better offense than Green Bay, especially with Devontae Adams missing. But even with Devontae Adams in there, they have a better offense in my opinion. So what you got to do is you got to play to your strength and play to their weakness and run the ball. And Aaron Jones is more of a an outside runner, so it sounds like you, you want A.J. Dillon getting the ball a lot up the I, middle. I do. He's, like, he's the guy I that's going to run up the middle. I would love to see a big game from A.J. Dillon. Me too. He had a, he actually had two fumbles last week. One was lost, one was recovered. So That's all right. So, so that was, I mean, first I think it was his first two fumbles in his career. So, I mean, it's got to happen at some point. And, and, I mean, and at least it happened last week. So now he, I'm sure he worked on ball security. I mean, in a, in a short week, only like two or three days of practicing. But with the uh, pass defense thing, yeah, they have a very good secondary. I'll give you that. The one thing I will say, they haven't really gone up, gone up against an elite quarterback yet. The Cardinals have faced Tannehill and Cousins. They're all they're all right. Trevor Lawrence, no. Matt Stafford, I mean, I don't fully believe him yet, but he's, he's pretty good. He's not an elite quarterback, but he's having a very good year. Yeah, and then Garoppolo and Baker, and then Davis Mills. So, no, you're right. So, no, not anyone incredible. Probably Nobody, no top ten quarterbacks. No. So, that's, a, that's another uh, factor. Also, you don't have J.J. Watt out there now, so probably helps in Rodgers' uh, ability to stay in the pocket a little bit longer and wait for some of these lower depth chart receivers to get open, or at least give time for Aaron Jones to get open on a uh, little dump out pass. So yeah, it's going to, it's going to take a really good performance. They're playing a really good Cardinals team, but I think the line was like Cardinals minus six. I think that was, that was, that's pretty big. It's going to be a close game. I think that's um, got to be your pick of the week then, right? What do you mean? My, uh, Oh, well, you think the Packers are going to win and, and the line set like that. Yeah. Oh, you no, don't know? I, I, 
I, I have a different one. Okay. But that's but we'll, yeah, we'll that, I think they'll later. cover it. I definitely think they'll cover it. Alright. Um, Next question. Here we go. Firework times. You, you want to ask me? Because I think I should start with this one. Sure. You might get upset. So you, might Rogers? Wanna, you might want to be rebought. What? Rogers? Yeah, does he have enough weapons? Yeah, does Rogers? Does Aaron Rodgers have enough weapons to go all the way and win Super Bowl 56, Kenny? No, Isaiah. He does not. He does not have enough weapons to go all the way and, and win the Super Bowl. So what's he missing? I'll tell you. Let's hear it. I have it all broken down. Yeah. So what I did is I approached this in a pretty systematic fashion. I looked at the Cardinals, the Bucks, and the Cowboys' weapons. Okay. Because I think those are the main competitors. And the Rams, too. I looked at the Rams, too. So here's we're going to break it down. We're looking at the Cardinals. So you're comparing wide receiver one to wide receiver one. D-hop to Devontae Adams. I know Devontae. you're going to say Devontae Adams is better. He's not. D-hop is better <laughs> than Devontae Adams. That's a win for the Cardinals. And that's a pretty big, I mean, that's a pretty big thing right now. There's a lot of argument back and forth. So that's fine. You can say that. But there's a lot of people also saying that. You're really not going to like what I say okay. later. Uh, okay, so I, I give the Packers the running backs. They win there. Over the Cardinals? Yeah. Um, but now offensive line, the Cardinals have a better offensive line. According to PFF. Okay. We're still missing. David Bakhtiari hasn't played yet. Best left tackle in the league. He started practicing last week. He's coming off a torn ACL okay. from last season. I, I'm just going off a of PFF. Yeah. So, so they're for the five. Cardinals. They've had it. They've started like half half their starting line has been rookies this whole season. So the Cardinals five. have a better defense. Yeah, the Packers also have a top ten defense, but they do. Yeah. But the, the Cardinals have a better defense, and then the Packers have the better quarterback. So it still sways Cardinals with all those metrics, like. Wait, what did you say? Packers, what was the last one? Quarterback? Yeah, the Packers yeah. have a better quarterback. But still, the Cardinals have more things that are better than the Packers do. So now let's go Bucks. They don't have the better... The Bucks have the better quarterback. Brady's better than Rodgers. Evans is better than uh, than Adams. No, no, yes, no, no, no. Yes, no, no. yes, yes. You can say, say D-Hop, but you can't say Mike Evans. Mike Evans no. is better than No, Devontae stop Adams. it. Stop it. You 100%. know that's not true. I am... I, you it know is that's true. not true. It is true. He is better. They also have a better offensive line. The Packers have better running backs. And the Packers have a better defense. So, But still, three versus five... I mean, three ver three out of five things the Bucks win. Therefore, the Bucks have more weapons. Cowboys very systematic. Yeah, yeah. Cowboys. <laughs> Dak is better. Stop. Than Aaron stop. Rogers. Stop it. No, 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 no. Zeke is better I... than Aaron Jones. C.D. Lamb is better than Devontae Adams. They have a better O line, but they have a worse defense. So that's four. Out of five things, go to the Cowboys. So that, that entire one was a joke. That's okay. not a joke. I'm 100% serious. That's how I feel. The Rams, they're tied, weapons-wise. They have a tie. Um, because they both have the, the equal defense. Uh, the Packers have a better quarterback. Cooper Cup, 
is better than Devontae Adams. Like, okay, you're going to lose is. all credibility. I'm not losing any credibility. Devontae Adams is grossly overrated. Packers have better running backs, and the Rams have a better O-line. And that is, that's it. That's why it is one out of, What was the number out of five there? It was tied. I said okay. it was a tie. Because okay. they tied on, it was, it was two and two, and then they each got the defense. Because the defenses are equal. It's a tie. With weapons there. You, but those other three teams have more weapons than the Packers. You, you, saying, you saying that CeeDee Lamb, <laughs> Mike Evans, and Cooper Cup They're are better than Devontae Adams. They're all better. I mean, that's going to gonna go down as an all-time quote on the show. Because that, I mean, They're that is just... They're all better. That is just hilarious. I, it's uh, not. That's one of the funniest things I've heard on the show. And then Dak is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. He is. The only person you could argue is a better quarterback on that list is Tom Brady. Because he's, he he's the too. greatest quarterback of all time. That doesn't necessarily mean he's even better right now he in is. his current season, which he's not. He is. You're crazy. I, I'm not this, crazy. This is, I mean, the only, th- the only place where the Packers are somewhat lacking right now is the offensive line. And that's because they're starting at least two rookies per game. They're missing their all-pro left tackle, who's going to be back probably next week. And they still held up pretty well. Rodgers, he's taking like I mean, he's taking like a sack per game. It's not been too bad though. And the running game's played really. That they've hope they've opened holes for the running game very well. I'm I'm honestly super impressed with how the rookies on this offensive line have played. They're not at you know any sort of all star level yet, but they've played. They've held their own. And then you look at the rest of the factors. Packers have a top ten defense. They have one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. And you admitted they have the, one of the best running back cores. And then you have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, How did the Packers have one of the best? I can't even Devontae name. Adams. Yeah, Devontae Lazard, Adams. Who else? Lazard. How is MVS. Randall Cobb. Oh, my God, dude. You're Bobby Tunyon. You're living in fantasy land. Lewis. You're living in a land of like... Uh, and Aaron Jones catching the ball, too. With gumdrops and, and Oompa Loompas. And I don't know what's going on. How you could possibly say that's one of the best wide receiving cores in the league. That's absurd. I can't. I, the only other person I even have like seen catch a football before in my entire life that you just named was Randall Cobb. Well, I guess you just don't pay enough attention. I guess I don't, but I don't. There's no way that they have one of the best receiving cores. Lazard could easily be a, a wide receiver one on a lot of teams. He just doesn't get as many targets because you have the best receiver in the NFL. What is Lazard's first name? To. Alan Lazard. How do you Alan with a what? He. My goodness. <laughs> This is this is ridiculous. <laughs> Tunyon and Lewis at the tight end position are yeah. Both those guys are reliable. Sick. They're awesome. Yeah, they are. <laughs> what? Lazard Lazard has thirty two point nine yards per game receiving over his career, so? and this year he has twenty six yards per game. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's, wide receiver one on on any other yeah. team. On a lot of other teams. On a lot. Okay. Because Devonte Adams and Aaron Jones are getting. 90% of the catches. And Lazard, I mean... What if Lazard's so good? Shouldn't he be getting open and getting other catches, too? Doesn't need to be. When Devontae <laughs> Adams is, is putting up 150 yards every game. And oh, Jones is, is catching uh, Jones is catching passes out of the backfield. Packers... This has honestly been such an ongoing thing ever since we've done this show. Is that the Packers aren't ever, like, top five in passing yards or rushing yards. Because they do both. They are such a... Uh, they are such a well-rounded offense, and it's also it's also such a situational game by game thing. I was actually talking about this with one of my roommates earlier today. 
some of these scores in this game, like, okay, they beat Washington 24-10. They beat the Bears 24-14. I mean, those you're only beating the Bears by 10. You're only beating the uh, 49ers by 2. Yes, those are close games, but they're all so – it's all such a game-by-game game case uh, basis. Yes, like, the 49ers game was close down to the wire. The Bengals game went to overtime. But, like, that Bears game, the Washington game, they won by 14-10. and 10. None of those games ever felt like they're out of control because when you have Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball – it, it doesn't matter how if you put up 400 passing yards or 200 passing yards. He's going to control the game. And if, when you watch every game, you know that. You, you have this comfortable feeling of, great, they'll, they'll make it a one-score game. doesn't matter. Rodgers will go down and score a touchdown if need be. He does it at will. It's such a game-by-game -game thing, which is why, they, they, again, they're never like the number one passing team in the NFL or the number one rushing team in the NFL. But yet they go 6-1 and one to start the season. They've gone 13 and three in Lafleur's first two seasons. It's, I think it's the best winning percentage through like however many games Lafleur's coached. They win games. They end up the number two team and the number one team in the NFC in his first two seasons. Uh, Isaiah, I, I haven't had the time to rank receiving cores. Maybe that's something we'll have to allocate some time to in the future. We could rank receiving cores, but going off of PFF. Which would you say is a credible source? I think it's a credible source. Pro Football Focus. I think it's pretty credible. It has right. It's it's credible as long as it agrees with what you're thinking. Uh, it has the Packers receiving core is 15. Okay. One of the best receiving cores in the league. Yeah, because you have Devontae Adams, the best receiver in the league. He's and not you have the best. Like three or four other very viable options to throw to. But they even PFF agrees with you. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. So they even. Concede that to you, but despite that, it's still it's still not enough with the other guys to it's not, the best receiving course. Because a lot of those teams, it's like they have like two all star receivers. Fine, I'll take one. I'll take the best receiver and three or four other guys that are pretty good. So I can pick up some of the slack. So you I'll take that any day. So if you could swap out Tampa Bay's receiving core for no. for the Packers no. receiving core, right? If you could put Mike Evans. Godwin and Antonio Brown on get... your team right now, and then you lose Adams and all the other schmucks that are on your team, then it still doesn't does I'm not going to drop Devontae Adams. Mike Evans is one of the best receivers in the NFL, but he's not He's not number one. He's not. He's probably not even top three or five. No, I'm not, I, I, no. I'm not getting rid of the best receiver in the NFL. Clear as that. For Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown? No. You know how I feel about Antonio Brown. He's overrated. Chris Godwin is pretty good. I'm, I'm not getting rid of Devontae Adams, plus the other guys that Antonio are Brown pretty has, viable He's getting 84 options. yards a game this year so far. That's great. I'm, I'm so happy for him. Doesn't mean he's... he's didn't you say he was the, like, the best receiver in the league? Or like top three a couple weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, he probably is. No. Maybe I'll have to come in with my receiving rankings. Next you might week. have to because they're pretty uh, out of whack. CeeDee Lamb apparently is a top top five he's receiver. Better, he's better Cooper than Cup. Adams. Cooper Cup, because he's having a great season so far, is uh, he's the best receiver in the NFL, too. I didn't, I didn't say he's the best. Oh, he's better than the best. Well, <laughs> no, I think he's not saying. the best. <laughs> that's what uh, you're saying. Yeah, Isaiah, I think most people... This is ridiculous. Most I can't people, believe what I'm, what I'm hearing from most you Most people with, like... A head on their shoulders would say, oh yeah, if I could give Aaron Rodgers, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin instead of 
Devontae Adams and the Lazard company, and MVS. Yeah, I would I would think that most people would say, yeah, if you give Rodgers those three receivers, those three receivers, they're probably winning a Super Bowl. They're gonna win one anyway. Okay. Once the uh, once they get out of this little COVID mess, get MVS back from his injury. Right. That's, be that's soon. a huge key. Get Bakhtiari back from his right. torn ACL. You're so biased. Get Jair Alexander back. You're so biased. It's yeah, but it's hard to not be biased when the team has gone to the NFC Championship the past two years and gone thirteen and three in the regular season both those seasons and they're six and one right now. It's hard to not uh, not think they're yeah. possibly one of the best teams in the NFL. I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, and when it comes down to it, they're at least in my power ranking last week. They were number was it? Th- I had them at three or four. I think I had them at four, and they're playing the number one team, like a top four game. I mean, it could go any. It could go any way. And I, I know you didn't have them top five. I think you had them six, maybe they're seven. Not, they're not top five. Okay, you have, but you saw them six or seven, and they're playing the number one team. Anything can happen. Especially when you have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. We, we tend to forget that fact, too. The most clutch quarterback. Give him any sort of time, and he makes it happen. He's not the most clutch quarterback. That's Eli Manning. <laughs> there it. comes the Giants. <laughs> I never say anything good about the Giants. Because they're bad. Right. And I, I, don't, I don't come on here and, and make stuff up and say that I, I wouldn't rather have the Tampa Bay receiving core. Uh, but there was actually two studies that oh, were yeah, done. We've, we've talked about this. Two studies that were done where they put in all the metrics and they measured the clutchness in the playoffs of all the quarterbacks of all time. And once Eli Manning came number one, and then they changed the parameters up because they were like, wait, that can't be. And then he came up again. Helmet catch and Mario Manningham sideline pass. He's the clutchest quarterback of all time. Done. And that that's all that's the only good thing I'm ever gonna say about the Giants on here, at least for this season. I probably the most clutch playoff quarterback. I have to think about it more, but yeah, he's one of the most clutch playoff quarterbacks of all time. So, yeah. But Aaron Rodgers, also one of the most clutch quarterbacks. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is just is just a god. He's one of the he's one of the top quarterbacks of all time. We'll leave it at that. All right, let's get into our picks. picks. Let's get into our picks. Where where are we at? Now? I'm exhausted after yeah, that. Yeah, I'm I just tired. I'm like I feel like I'm drunk after listening to what you said about <laughs> those comparisons. I need a snack. CD Lamb, Mike Evans, and Cooper Cup. Top three snack. receivers. I need in the to go NFL. get home and get a, a trade of your lobby cake. Is Devontae Adams a top five receiver? Probably not, but okay. I'll I'll figure yeah. it out. Okay. Maybe uh, is that going to be a question on the sheet for next week? Sure. Top ten receivers in the league. Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's All right. Do it. Write it down. Let's not forget it. No, I I I'll remember. Okay. All right. All right. So where are we at? Who? who what's let's the records now? Okay. After last week. So last week there are thirteen games in the NFL. We both went nine and four. So uh, nothing changes on the overall. I'm still three games ahead as we go into week eight. And let's do our picks. So, sorry, how many games are you up? Three. Okay, cool. I think it was three last week, right? We both went nine and four this week. All right, cool. Um, which is pretty good. We're yeah, doing pretty we're, well. We're pretty solid, Isaiah. <clears throat> we know what we're talking about. Um, so right, tonight, so I'm, I'm gonna get a, a game back tonight with yeah. uh, this Cardinals pick. Yep. Yeah. Go Pack. Go. They're gonna win this game. 
They're gonna they're gonna make you rethink everything you said. And when Devontae Adams comes back from this COVID nonsense, mm-hmm. then he's gonna make you rethink everything you said about him. <laughs> Packers gonna win. Let's move to Sunday. AFC East, Bills versus the Dolphins. Kenny? I have the Bills here, Isaiah. Yeah, I think the Bills roll as well. Falcons versus Panthers in the NFC South. Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons as well. Panthers, Sam Darnold. And it's got... Free fall. And it's got trashed by, by my Giants. Yeah, that was... Wow, that was bad. All right. The Chicago Bears hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Going Niners. Okay, I'm taking the Bears. Okay. 49ers looked pretty bad this last week. I think the Bears bounce back after that Bucks game and get a home win. The Browns are hosting the Steelers. Baker status, it's, it's in the air. But I, I don't think he's playing, but he, he, he came out saying that he wants to play, so we'll see. Who you got? I'm going to say it doesn't matter, and I'm still going to go with the Browns. I'm taking the Steelers. Ooh. I think this is a big – this is a – Major storyline I'm following this week is Steelers. If they can go on the road, especially if it's Case Keenum playing, ben, Big Ben's got a nice big clutch road divisional win in his pocket. I think they're gonna get. I think they're gonna take care of business. And it's gonna come up big later in the season when they got this road win. So I'm taking the Steelers. All right, the Lions are hosting the Eagles. The Lions gonna get their first win of the season, Kenny? Nope. I I really I was. I was rooting for them last week. I, I wanted Goff to go in there and, that and tear cool. up his old team, and, and it looked like it. I mean, I think they went down and, and scored and got a touchdown, and then they onside kicked it, and then they went up yeah. 10 nothing or something like that. But they, I still couldn't win. I, I do give credit to Dan Campbell, though. Like When you're in that situation where you're playing a team that you just know is objectively better than your team, you got to take those chances, and you got to yeah. kind of like leave it out there and, and just say... We can't beat these guys straight up, so we got to do some tricky stuff, and that's yeah. what they did. And they gave it their all, but you know, I they just still weren't good enough. I think they did two fake punts, so that was uh, I love it. That was fun, but I'm gonna go with the Lions. I don't think they're gonna go completely defeated this season. This is a good opportunity to get their first win at home against an Eagles team that's looked terrible after a somewhat good-looking start. So I'm, I think the Lions get their first win. They played competitive. I mean. They're all in seven, but they've a lot of those games have been pretty close. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna pull it off this week. I'm taking the Lions. All right, big AFC South game. The Colts are hosting the Titans. Who you got? Going Titans here. This is my pick of the week. Indianapolis is minus one and a half wow. right now. I don't even think you have to worry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I think the Titans are going to win outright. They're going to go on the road and take care of that spread and. That's my pick, and my pick of the week. King Henry is rolling. I'm taking the Titans as well. Great best bet. I love it. They're going to go Thank take you. care of business. That's a, that's a good one. Is that one. your best bet too? It's not, it's not but, but, but I like really it. like that one. Thank yes. you. All right. The New York Jets, without Zach Wilson, hosting the red-hot Cincinnati Bengals. Who you got? Definitely Bengals. This could be ugly. This could be bad. I think the Bengals well, are going to Last week was ugly, and then they played the, the Patriots. And the Bengals beat the Ravens pretty convincingly. The Bengals are a lot better than the Patriots. But yeah, I'm going Bengals as well. I, I don't think it's going to be anywhere close. But Joe Flacco is coming in. They got traded for Joe Flacco. He's not playing this week, is he? I don't know. I, I, it's I hard to imagine so. he would be, but yeah, he maybe he'll fire him up. <laughs> Elite Joe. All right, taking Bengals. Texans are hosting the L.A. Rams. Another uh, close game. 
Yeah, I think this is probably going to be my, my survivor pool. Are you still alive? I'm still alive. Wow. Okay. I uh, took the Packers last week against Washington. How so. many how many people are still alive? You don't know? I think we're down to like five, maybe. Okay. Well, our league is six out okay. of 15. Um, so, That's you know, I've, I've been trying to make a deal. Nobody wants to make a deal with me. I said, let's just cut up the pot right now. You win. If we cut up the pot right now, we'd win 75 bucks a piece. Ooh. Get a nice steak. You're worried, it sounds like, though. I'm not worried. I'm confident. But all I'm saying is, is I'll take $75 any day. Yeah. A nice steak dinner. How about $350? Or well, much no, is. no, it would be even more. It, outright, what is it? Uh, you said 50, 75. 50 bucks a head. It's uh, five people 50 left? times 15. No, uh, six people left. Wait, I just did <laughs> Yeah, wait, 50 and then 15 people. 750 wow. bucks if you win outright. Which is nice, but like, listen, you know what? Nobody wants to make a deal with me, Isaiah. I'll keep surviving. I'm not even worried about it. I'll keep surviving. <laughs> I think I don't think I'm taking the Bengals yet. I think I'll take them for my survivor pool. But all right, yeah, I'm taking the Rams as well. Um, Chargers hosting the Patriots. That could be an interesting game. Patriots put up 54 last week. Yeah, that could be an interesting game, but I still have to go with the Chargers here. I, I'm gonna take the Chargers too. Um, bad loss two weeks ago, coming off a of bye week. I think they'll take care of business at home. Seahawks hosting the Jaguars. Going Seahawks here. Yep, taking the Seahawks as well. The Broncos are hosting the Washington footballs. Denver. I'm taking Washington. Oh, okay. They got some fight. Broncos have looked very bad. I'm taking Washington in a little upset road victory. All right. So, uh, another late Sunday game. Saints are hosting the Buccaneers. That's a really good that, – that's a pretty fun game. I guess it's Jameis, but – It's okay. It's all right. I think the Bucks are going to win. I'm taking Bucks as well. Here's Sunday Night Football. Vikings hosting the Cowboys. Kenny, who's going to win that one? Yeah, I'm big on the Cowboys still this year, and I think they're going to go on the road and get this win. This is my best bet. Oh, wait. You know what the Minnesota's line is? Minnesota's minus two and a half. When I, saw it, it was, when I saw it, it was one and a half. So I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say that? that's my best bet right there. I'm that's taking the Cowboys. Um, I, didn't even, I must have read it wrong earlier. Yeah, I... I guess it moved to two and a half. It was one and a half when I was looking. So I'm taking Cowboys plus one and a half as my best bet. They're going to go on the road. They're going to beat the Vikings. What is the logic in that? I don't know. I guess and it's also Kirk Cousins in prime time. We know he's not a, not a great prime time quarterback. Cowboys have been rolling. They're coming off of a, a, of a bye. So I'm not sure what the logic is there. I guess just the home field advantage. I don't know. That's really weird. Yeah. What is Vegas now that we don't? I know. All right, finally, Monday Night Football is the G-Men playing in Kansas City. Kenny's favorite quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Is he going to line up the G-Men? Coming off a big win. Unfortunately, yeah. I do not <clears throat> think the Giants are going to be able to win this one, especially in KC. I think the line is, it might be like nine. Minus or nine and a half. Yeah. I'm taking the Chiefs as well. Maybe the Giants will keep it close, but in Arrowhead, Chiefs are not having a great start to their season. I think they're three and four, but I think the Chiefs roll here. That's it for week eight. It is seven fifty nine. I think it's about time to wrap up. I gotta go get go get to this game. Yep. Thank you guys again for another great show. We had a lot of fun. Um, heard some crazy things tonight, but we sure it's been did. Great, Kenny. Final thoughts. 
Yeah, just everybody uh, enjoy the game tonight. Should be a good one. And uh, we'll see you next week. Objectively, go Pack Go. Good night.